Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Sci-Fi Wise Guys podcast. I'm your host, Anthony. And I'm your other host, Chris. Yes. How are you, Chris? I'm doing great. Good. It's Sunday, March 7th, 2021. I spent all morning raking, blowing, and uh, shredding leaves in my backyard. It was a lot of fun, I can tell you. Yeah, the joys of home ownership. (laughs) Well, I I have these two oak trees in my backyard. And my neighbor in my front yard has a huge live oak that Mm. dwarfs literally all the other trees in the area. No doubt. No doubt. And while every other tree that I own decided to drop its leaves over the winter or the fall, his tree started leaving last Monday. Uh, okay. So I, yeah, I woke, I woke up and uh, I went outside to look at my uh, yard, and I was like, "Those darn leaves." So yeah, that's what I did today. How about nice. you? What'd you do? I played Halo. Ooh. Yep. That's all I did today. I mean, I I cooked some food and <laughs> yeah, I, watched I made the, a tuna wrap. I watched the know. pilot episode of Deep Space Nine or the double or what have you. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, normal stuff. It's Sunday. Lazy Sunday. Has the person that you're watching these things with, um, have they ever seen the Star Wars movies? Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. I've always wondered um, when if I introduced someone to Star Wars, how I should. Oh well, in what I order actually I should did them introduce the them to Star Wars. So okay, which order did you do the movies? I always it doesn't. I don't care what it is, whether it's Star Wars or some other television show, movie series, game series, books, whatever. I always <laughs> recommend listening or watching or reading or whatever in the order of release mm, always okay especially with star wars like yeah what's the point of having like you know like the whole point of the prequels was to fill in the gaps and kind of show you some backstory to these other characters but if you already know all the backstory a lot of the the mystery is lost in the original trilogy i feel i've heard the argument that if you watch the prequels if if you watch them in chronological order yeah, the the story takes us like it takes a slightly different turn because since we already know who Darth Vader is, the, the story becomes so much more tragic as this guy finds out his like he finds out Luke Sky Luke and Leia or whatever are his kids as the movies progress. So I mean, uh, I can see yeah. both sides of the argument. I only watched them. I watched them in the order I watched them, and I watched Empire Strikes Back. A New Hope and then Return of the Jedi and then the rest of the movies why I've seen you, in the order. Why do you watch them five, four, six? No, no, no. That's how I watched them. Oh, when you were a kid. Gotcha. That's how I was introduced to them. I watched Empire <laughs> I thought first. you were saying that that's what you do normally. And I'm like, no, no, no. No, no, yeah, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course not. <laughs> that being said, we're actually here not to talk about Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, for once. We're not here to talk but, uh, <laughs> about Star Wars. <laughs> I actually have, uh, before we start, oh, I have, okay. a, I have a, a neat crossover tidbit for you. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. For any listeners who out there haven't paid attention so far, I've I've made several sports metaphors. The reason why is because I'm I'm interested in sports. I, I prefer basketball as my sport of choice. There is a player who plays for the New York Knickerbockers, and his name is Obi Toppin. Oh okay? my goodness. Yes. His number is one. Of course it he is. He is literally Obi one. Yes. Let's talk about WandaVision now. <laughs> yeah, we're here to talk about WandaVision. So here, as the sci-fi wise guys, we get together however often we get together and we talk about straight to stream science fiction and science fiction adjacent media, movies, TV shows, in this case, a miniseries, what have you, typically for a once a week release. But this week we're doing two releases because we wanted to follow the trend and be like everyone else and have an episode about <laughs> WandaVision. <laughs> Well, to be fair, we were going to we talk wait. about it anyways. Yeah, we, we did wait until all of them were released. That's true. Or all of them came out. We, we could have done one every week. but No, we couldn't have. Yeah. We could have. I guess we could have. We've done that in the past. We did that with, we did that with uh, Lower Decks. And we'll probably do it again. But I didn't want to watch them week to week. I wanted to wait. So I did. I know cool. you did not wait. Yes, I did not. Did you watch them each, like, one a week, or did you skip a few weeks? No, every Friday it came out, my wife would get home from work, we'd uh, eat dinner, and then queue it up after nice. we ate dinner. So. Gotcha. I will say that if I had decided to do that, I would have watched the first episode and then waited three or four weeks before picking it back up, at least. 20 minutes is not, it's just for a weekly or a weekly thing. It's We can talk about the formatting and whatnot if you like. So 
it for you, if y'all have not watched uh, WandaVision and you want to watch <laughs> WandaVision and you want to watch it without being spoiled, this is not the podcast for you. There are <laughs> going to be no other spoiler warnings. We're going to talk about whatever comes up in pretty much any order that it comes up. Uh, so this isn't something where you can listen and, you know, and stop it when we get to episode four, which is where you're at. That's no, we're going to ruin everything <laughs> in the order that we find it most interesting. So do we want to go over the facts? I think everyone listening to this podcast probably knows what WandaVision is, but it okay. couldn't hurt to spend two minutes to talk about the facts and critical critical reviews. Okay. What do you think? We can do the facts. All right. I got a blurb from IMDb up. I have a blurb from Disney Plus after you. All right. Perfect. So IMDb says, uh, blends the style of classic sitcoms with the MCU in which Wanda Maximoff and Vision, two superpowered beings living their ideal suburban lives, begin to suspect that everything is not as it seems. What do you got? Okay. I have two superpowered beings living idealized suburban lives suspect everything is not as it seems. <laughs> so just the end of your blur. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> nice. So MCU, of course, being the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So these are characters yes. we've seen in Marvel movies before. This will be the first Marvel Cinematic property that we've talked about on the podcast. Uh, well, we've talked about plenty of Marvel stuff, I'm sure, <laughs> in comparisons or in offhand comments or, or topics. But it, this will be, be our main, first review. Yeah, it'll yeah. be our the first time it's a primary focus or a review. Absolutely. So just to round out the facts, uh, WandaVision IMDb has got 8.2 out of 10 stars with just about 95,000 ratings. And it has a median score of nine. Over on the good old Rotten Tomatoes, it's a 91% fresh with an 81% audience score. And then finally on Metacritic, it's got a meta score of 77 and a user score of 6.7. Metacritic always a little lower. I think it's just the way they they calculate it a little bit differently. Well, I think they base it on well, let me, well, they base it on the number of reviews or whatever, obviously. But I think Metacritic is probably the quote unquote more serious one because sure. I think Rotten Tomatoes is aimed strictly at the percentage of people that liked as a as right. dislike. So eighty one percent average yeah. audience score on Rotten Tomatoes means that's the percentage of people that yeah. gave it three point five at a f- or higher at a five or higher yeah. score so it's just they're just different ways of approaching it all in all i would say that that that's pretty positive almost overwhelmingly so yeah uh, part of the part of the problem with reviews is there's always the amount of people who review something based on their own like personal issues with the show mm. or movie where you get a lot of people that are like i didn't like this show because it had a female lead one yeah. star yeah or you know they were going to give it a nine but they give it an eight just because it has a female lead or it's because it's got people of color in the main roles we've seen that on the shows that, that we've reviewed and the movies yeah yeah so there's also people that are going to see this and go you know they absolutely love scarlet witch 10 without any other thought yeah yeah yeah, yeah. there's thinking there's I don't know. I don't know how to compare those two things because they're very different issues. But yeah, no, I'll have to uh, say that something this big is going to attract a lot of people reviewing it for not just normal critical review yeah. reasons. And I would I would agree probably with the Metacritic rating. The 77? Maybe a little higher. Yeah. Because IMDb has it at an 8.2, so 77. So whatever, slice that down the middle. So I'd say I'd give it an 80. Uh, okay. my own personal thing yeah i'd also probably give it around that around that eight i as i kind of alluded to a moment ago it's not something that you can i'm, I'm looking at the the show as a whole i'd give it a solid eight just because yeah. of where it ends up i think that they're having look at some of the reviews and things like that i think there's a, a subset of of marvel fans who are upset about that it didn't go the way they thought it would go that type of thing Personally, nothing in the Marvel Universe has ever gone the way that everyone expects it to, more or less. So that's fair. You know, it works for me. My favorite response to that line of thinking, not that anyone who thinks that is wrong, but everyone always says, well, if, if I had the chance, I would do this. Or if I had the chance, I would do that. And I hear some of that stuff. And yeah. I listen to what people tell me and my friends, acquaintances, you know, people that I, you know, I, I read their posts on the Internet. And some of the stuff that they come up with is not good. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not being critical of people who think a different way. It's just some of the things that I've read, and it's just like, 
no. <laughs> you, yeah. you you should never do that. That sounds well, like a terrible idea. There's also <laughs> the, if I recall correctly, the show was kind of shuffled around as far as inadvertently, it, there were things in the Marvel Universe that were supposed to release this past year that didn't release this past year that may or may right. not have impacted the show. So there, there might be some expectations from that, that type of thing. I know personally, the only thing I was a little disappointed at is I was I was expecting a Doctor Strange cameo at the end. Mm. Um, he got name dropped, or at least his title got name dropped. And so, yeah. but it just, it's, he seems like a natural character to be there in a post credit scene or, you know, closing scene at the very least. Uh, so it was a little odd that he wasn't. And that could be a million reasons for that. A lot of people were expecting Reed Richards to make an appearance. Oh, really? In this I did not show. read that one. Of course, I, I kept off the internet as far as one division is concerned for 10 weeks. So In the episode in which Monica Rambeau right. says that she knows an astronaut or something. Mm. And then all that happens is she gets like a, a weird vehicle. Uh, sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> later. She's, you yeah. Know, yeah. I can see how Reed Richards might show up in that or at least get name dropped in there. But yeah, I'm fine with uh, it not being in it. It's okay. No, yeah. That's a, that's a small thing. If I could give my initial opinions, I, I guess thoughts, go right ahead. <laughs> I think that as a whole, I think the show's pretty good. I think it does a pretty good job telling its story. Obviously, it's well produced. Mm-hmm. The it's the MCU at this point. It's the biggest juggernaut we got. Love it or hate it. I'd say that probably more profitable than Star Wars at this point. Well, like maybe. just because just because there's so many. You know, I mean, there's the like every time there's a mainline Star Wars movie, everyone goes crazy. Whoa. But yeah, sure. The last three really started to show the cracks. And I'm not and I'm not saying it's episodes seven, eight, nine. I mean, like solo and whatever. Nine. So uh, <laughs> eight. But I, I, I can't recall the last time I out and out did not like an MCU movie. Sure. I think probably the one I liked the least was Endgame? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> mm. Probably Iron Man three. Yeah, but that's actually that's actually pretty good. It's, it's pretty just, good. I I think the last half of Iron Man three is probably my least favorite. Yeah, but that's how long ago it's been since there's been an out and out bad one. Now people are going to disagree with me, and that's fine. I, don't, I wouldn't opinion. call it bad. I would just call uh, it below average. Yeah, sub. But they they all make money for the most part. I don't think any of one of them have lost money. No, I think they've all been well reviewed. Obviously, so when it comes to production. Even on a nine-episode run, less than 45 minutes, these episodes are bangers in terms of their production quality. You say they're less than 45 minutes. They are 20-minute episodes with 10 minutes worth of credits. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. Like, like It's ridiculous. But that's what I'm saying. Like The fact that they would put all this production into a, a TV show that's less than an hour. You know what I mean? That's what <laughs> yeah. I meant. Oh, I have a note that I think that they spent more time redecorating <laughs> Wanda and Vision's house than actually filming inside of it. That's fair. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> With how many changes it goes through. So as a whole, for the, I think the, all the characters do a really good job. I love Paul Bettany. I think he's very underrated in terms of an actor. Elizabeth Olsen you know what have you sure i did enjoy um when you pointed out to me many years ago that she was what's that dude's name the oh. real quicksilver what's his what's his acting name what petro for the actors yeah yeah no yeah like evan peters or no and kick-ass or whatever oh yeah 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 do 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 aaron taylor johnson yeah so she and aaron taylor johnson are brother and sister in a movie and then that summer another movie was released in which they were married with a kid uh <laughs> godzilla <laughs> Um, so oh, that was, I don't think I pointed strange. that out to you. I did not know that. That's good. Oh, really? I thought you did. <laughs> nope. That was not me. That was not me. Fair enough. And I could be wrong about the release, but no, I think Elizabeth Olsen, she's no, we're never a pretty good actress on this show. And then Catherine Hahn, of course, she does an amazing job usually in anything that she's in. Yes. Big fan. Some of the other characters, Tayana Paris, Josh Strandberg, Randall Park, Jimmy Woo makes a return, Kat Dennings. Yeah. So just a... I don't think there were any actors that were bad. You didn't say Deborah Jo Rupp. Oh, you mean Kitty? <laughs> yeah, like the, I was going to say, how do you yeah. skip the most beautiful woman on that 70s show? How dare you? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> no, sorry. I'm, I'm not sorry, actually. I take, I take back my apology. No, but I think uh, everyone does a really good job. Yeah. And I think that's impressive for a big ensemble cast like this. Oh, yeah. So I had I did the thought, you know, because this is, that is such a high production. It's very well told. It's very well shot. I have some notes about uh, some things there, but I, I'd also enjoy that they took advantage 
of their medium. This is a television show. Yes. It is an incredibly high production value. The CGI is just maybe one or two notches below MCU movie blockbuster standard um, in a few scenes, which makes it way better than any other television show CGI yeah. ever. I say that somebody's going to prove me wrong later, but whatever. <laughs> no, but it's but you could not take this and turn it into and turn it into a movie. You couldn't have told this story as a movie. The episodic release, I mean, really works for what it's trying to do. You could have. It would have been. You'd have to change the well the pacing. Like you, they wouldn't have been able to commit to some of the weirdness in the first episodes like the sl- like mean, the reveal of they? the outside world would have had to come way early like it just wouldn't have in a, in a movie people don't very rarely do you get hey it's the fourth episode as an hour in we're going to introduce this character give him some backstory now they're here and they're back you know and have it take the next mm-hmm. 20 minutes or whatever like they did with captain rambo does that make sense? Like it, it wouldn't, it yeah. would have to, you have to change the pacing, the feel. I don't know. I, I said they leaned, like, like I said, they leaned into it being a television show very hard. And I thought they did a very good job of it. There is a director out there that would make this movie. Sure. Tell it the exact same way. Just pull the credits out. Because I mean, mm. the, yeah. Tarantino has made a career out of telling movies out of order. So. Yeah. I, I don't know. No, I, I agree. I, having said a lot of times that I feel like this television show should be something different. This should be a miniseries. Yeah. This movie should be episodic. I think this is the one of the first things I've seen where I'm like, nope, this is a miniseries. This is perfect. As much as I would have liked more of it. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, like 20, 20 minutes is 20 minutes, but... I know, I agree with you. And what I also enjoyed was this entire show is an homage to television. I mean, if, yeah. if you haven't noticed it or not, when you were watching the episodes, they happen in order of when sitcoms started becoming more popular. I'm not old enough to know if there were sitcoms in the 40s, but mm. or in the 50s, what have you. But well, I mean, in the I Love Lucy's 1951. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, but yeah. but before then, I didn't know if sitcoms were a thing. Oh, I just don't, sure, know, I don't know enough. I don't know. And the first one has got Dick Van Dyke or the Dick Van Dyke Show or whatever, very reminiscent. Then we get to Uh, the Brady Bunch. Then we get into the 80s and then the 90s with uh, the 90s being, what's it called? Malcolm Malcolm in the Middle. middle. And then Breaking the Fourth Wall is the episode in which like essentially just, it's like The Office. Right. Or Modern Family. Or yeah, like a mockumentary. Yeah. That's Modern Family does that. The characters will sit and talk. Oh, I've never seen Modern Family. Yeah, I've seen like two episodes of it. Okay. Obviously there's Bewitched vibes, I Dream of Ginny vibes, I Love Lucy, uh, Mm -hmm. Brady Bunch, (laughs) the whole, every intro is a little bit different. Family ties, growing pains. Man, the 90s and the 80s were weird. (laughs) They're back, baby. Yeah. (laughs) They're back. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so I liked the way they did that. And I think that, and that's part of the reason I argue that you couldn't really make this a movie is just that transition from the 50s to the 60s, 70s, 80s, whatever. I don't know how you would do that as subtly as they did. Because the, yeah. the going from episode one to episode two, going from the 50s to the 60s, they're still black and white. Yeah, I noticed like the couch is different, right? But there could be a million mm-hmm. reasons for that. It isn't really to the third episode where it's like suddenly the Brady Bunch and his hair. Yeah. <laughs> a fashion. Fantastic. That you're in the 70s, you go, oh, we've been progressing. Yeah, like I said, I just don't know how you would do that otherwise. But I'm yeah. also not a storyteller. I mean, I'm a liar, but I'm not a storyteller. So <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I would never lie about yeah. being a liar. I would never, ever lie about being a liar. Right. Awesome. <laughs> were there any... It's hard. Like We were talking about the, the actors. These are all... They're all fantastic. Is there anyone that stood out to you as kind of rising above i mean it's got to be it's got to be paul bettany i think yeah a little background on paul bettany a little older i think he's he's ringing in right now at 59 started as an actor in night in the early 90s i think he was on tv and then he made a he's been in a couple of movies sorry i'm gonna interrupt you real quick he's 49. Did I say 59? You did I say 59. Say, I looked I, it up I read, immediately. He was I, like, he's not 60 years old. There's no way. No, My jealousy was just like coming. It was ra- rising too quickly. I looked right at it and said, it said 59, but it says 49. <laughs> it started out a little bit of a slower career. Uh, apparently he was, he was going to quit acting before he got cast as Jarvis. I thought that was pretty neat. But he's been in a couple of my favorite movies. A Knight's Tale, Beautiful Mind. 
the Da Vinci Code, Firewall. Firewall's a good Harrison Ford joint. I'm in. But he's like a, I don't want to say traditional, but he's this very tall, slender Britishman. And I think that even in modern society, if you're, if you speak the way that he does, if you have that accent, Mm -hmm. there's probably not a whole lot of roles that you can take and you can really go for it. You can have a lot of fun. And uh, I really think that he enjoyed making this show. I I, I assume, you know, because I don't know him personally or whatever, but I felt like every episode he was going for it. Oh, absolutely. Especially when he gets to be a human as opposed to a synthoid. The episode, the second episode where they have the magic contest and he chewed gum and that screwed him up or whatever. And he's just acting a fool on stage. 10 out of 10. I enjoy yeah. it. I wrote down gum in the works before like <laughs> 15 minutes before they set it on the show. I was a little upset. Cause I was like, I can sell this joke on the podcast. It'll be funny. No, it's unoriginal. Apparently. <laughs> I, uh, I really like Paul Bettany. Yeah. He's also in a, a movie that totally would be on our show. Legion. Except I think Legion had an actual theatrical release. Uh, <laughs> Man. But if you've never seen it, you should. It's worth watching. How about you? I was going to say Paul Bettany, but if uh, if I had to pick someone who you didn't say would absolutely be Catherine Hahn. Yeah. I, I mean, okay. I, I've liked her in everything I've seen her in. I really, really enjoyed her in Parks and Rec. So when she showed up in this, I was I was like, oh, okay, cool. This somebody that I've seen in more than one sitcom. It's the neighbor that shows up, right? This is This is Kimmy coming over all the time i was gonna say urkel but he he jumped the shark while (laughs) agnes just gets better i don't know if that makes sense and her twist of actually not being agnes and being agatha harkness really makes you think like and of course i watch these all at once so they're kind of they're a little fresher in my mind i watched them all back to back and looking back and going oh when she did this or when she showed up on this at this point or when this happened it's like oh okay yeah and just thinking the way she played everything i thought she did great especially for her introduction into the marvel universe and for her to be a character that is almost guaranteed to show up again Uh, i'm excited for her to have that that role and i'm excited to see what she does with it or what she's able to do with it we've kind of (laughs) we both named not elizabeth olsen we named the other two characters, the only other two characters that are in every single episode. So I don't want that to be misconstrued. She did fantastic. Oh, yeah. Playing her character. She was really, really, it was really, really good. I just, it's just that Paul Bettany got to have an argument with himself. <laughs> Catherine Hahn got to be secretly a villain the whole time. I say that I was thinking that she was maybe a good guy or at least not evil. And then... In her little intro, she's like, and I killed the dog, too. And I was just like, oh, she killed the dog. She's evil. There's no way. <laughs> well, there are no there are no heroes in this show. They're not. But I, I didn't really? think you can be selfish without being evil. You can be. Yeah. She hasn't actively hurt anyone. Maybe she'll be helpful. Nah, man, she killed the dog just to, like, cause trouble. But it wasn't real. It wasn't a real dog. <laughs> no, I think it, I think it was a real dog because the kids find it outside. Right. I don't know. I, I don't know. That's a good question. They're also living in a house that she made with her magic. So that's the so. question is whether or not was, was the dog real? Did she know the dog was real when she killed the dog? Or did she know the dog was fake or did she not care? I think she probably just didn't care. They all did fantastic. Just to kind of round out everything. I mean, you mentioned Tayona Paris playing Monica Rambeau. Mm-hmm. That was a cool, like, oh, that's unexpected. And then her little superpowers. That was also unexpected. Randall Park came back as J- uh, Jimmy Woo, everyone's favorite FBI agent. When he showed up and he did the magic trick to give give away his business card, I was, I was like, this is, <laughs> this is perfect. If he's only in here for one episode, I'm going to be upset. <laughs> and luckily he was not. He stuck around. The end when he gets out of the handcuffs and he says flourish as he puts him away. I'm like, yes, he's been practicing. He's been practicing his magic, man. Yeah. <laughs> Kat Dennings. I love Kat Dennings. Uh, so having her character come back was really, really cool. So we've had a, a minor character from Ant-Man, a minor character from the Thor movies, an adult version of a character from Captain Marvel show up. And of course, Vision and Wanda from the Avenger movies. That's a cool little crossover. Then Doctor Strange got mentioned as the Sorcerer Supreme, or at least the Sorcerer Supreme got mentioned. Whether or not it was a direct mention of Doctor Strange or not, I guess we don't we don't know. And then Evan Peters as Petro Maximov slash Ralph Boner. Boner, Ralph Boner. <laughs> uh, <laughs> also in the movie Kick Ass. Also, yes. So I didn't know that. 
he plays Quicksilver in the Fox X-Men movies. Of course, uh, what's his face? Aaron Taylor or something plays Quicksilver in the Marvel movies. And they both played in Kick-Ass together as Kick-Ass and as Kick-Ass's uh, friend. <laughs> Ironic. Yeah, I thought it was it's pretty funny. Evan Peters showing up on screen. Probably the the most audible reaction I had for, from all nine episodes. Yeah. Every, Threw me off guard. I, I had a, I just completely lost it. I know you stayed off the internet. Yes. Or at least stayed out of your way, which is probably your best bet if you're trying to avoid spoilers. But there was a rumor. I would think Elizabeth Olsen is the one who, who said, like, there's going to be a cameo or there's going to be a there's going to be an appearance that's going to be big it kind of like drummed up the suspense and then um i was like there is no way that this dude's going to come back to be quicksilver Uh, (laughs) right but yeah because in my head i was like man the only thing i can think of is that they would bring your brother back because they mentioned her brother like three or four times before that episode or it was going to be you know dr strange or whatever i thought it was going to be magneto that's oh, that would have been interesting. Because if anyone doesn't know, the Maximovs are apparently supposed to be Magneto's children. Yes, that's <laughs> in the comics, yeah. Yeah. They still could be. It's just much less likely after this, for sure. <laughs> no, but I think that was the best. I mean, that casting is top-notch. Especially if all they're trying to do is throw us off, which is what I suspect. That is really, really good. Probably my top... It's not my favorite scene, from the show, but it's definitely in top five, maybe even top three. I mean, obviously, all-star cast. No one here doesn't pull their weight. Everyone is fantastic. Even the, some of the random townspeople that only show up on occasion, once an episode or at the very end when they all get released. But they all did great. No one stood out to me as going, ugh. Even the child actors did okay. I think they did well, but mostly because, I mean, they're pretending to be on a sitcom. <laughs> did not like they had a lot to, to do, but... All right. It was not bad. So here's your motivation. You're an actor. Yeah. Who's an actor? (laughs) If I could make one small complaint about Elizabeth Olsen in this show. Uh Uh-oh. There was a lot of her, like, screaming with her arms held out. I don't know. There's a lot of that. It's not really on her, though. (laughs) Uh, I I, I, I was just my complaint. That's all it is. Just a small complaint. I think it's a complaint Not necessarily on her. Just a complaint with with her. She just said a lot of... "Ah!" Like... God dang, how, how often do you have to scream? Often enough. <laughs> Apparently. Were there any moments throughout the show that really stuck out to you? Is there anything in particular that you want to talk about? Can we talk about how they filmed in Georgia? I mean, not, like every not other television show. <laughs> Man, Georgia's making the last, money. Yeah, they give a bunch of tax breaks for filming. Awesome. So it's, it brings in jobs. Good for them. In terms of the episodes themselves in uh, moments within those episodes, the big bad evil person fight at the end of the last episode. Pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely think the flashback episode was probably the best one because that's where we get to see a lot of character development for Wanda Maximoff, a.k.a. the Scarlet Witch. Mm-hmm. I th- From what I remember in Age of Ultron, they just kind of show up. More or less. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of linked to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Because uh, Hydra, they're trying to basically make Inhumans, mm-hmm. people with powers or what have you. So it, like the only successes or the first ones or what have you, they kind of just show up. It's also kind of, you know, a continuation of that storyline. If I recall correctly, it's been a while. But they do show up at the beginning, mm-hmm. right? They're introduced in the, the opening scenes, aren't they? In Age of Ultron? Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, because they say something about powered on the field and then... Quicksilver's running around doing his thing. Right, right. But what I'm saying is like, uh, they just kind of appear. Uh, sure, like, they don't have an origin before. Uh, like, yeah, they, yeah their introduction into the MCU is they just kind of, they show up and then they start working for uh, a robot who wants to destroy humanity. Great job. Great plan, people. Do they work? For, I guess they do work for, I think they're wanting to take down Stark for obvious reasons, but. Yeah. yeah. Well, in, in, in this particular episode, we actually kind of get, our backstory, we find out that they in Sokovia was, we already knew Sokovia was kind of war-torn or whatever, but her family was killed in front of her, sad, and she was recruited, or she joined Hydra and was going to touch, is that the Mind Stone originally? Is the, that's the one that she mm-hmm. was going to? Yeah. Because it's stone. it's Loki's staff. Right, right, right. And then apparently she had always had some magic. I don't know, whatever. Yeah, so we just get, we just get some flashbacks as we get a lot of character development for a character that hasn't really had it. I, I mean, 
I'm not going to say that Elizabeth Olsen hasn't done a great job as the Scarlet Witch. I think just the story, maybe the script has kind of let down her character because in the comic books, she's really important. Right. I mean, she's responsible for there not being any mutants, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. For she's a responsible long time. For a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. So her reality altering powers haven't really been displayed in the movies. That's not her fault. But I, I think this episode, that particular one really let her go. Sure. Yeah. So I thought that was, that's probably my favorite episode. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My favorite episode. It's probably that one as well. Just when it starts to all kind of come together. The finale yeah. is cool. It does. I mean, <laughs> I say it's cool. It does rely on witch fighting witch and <laughs> android or what do they call them? A synthesoid fighting synthesoid. Like that That typical, yeah. especially Marvel superhero issue where the superhero has to fight a villain that has their exact same skill set, more or less. Right. With Iron Man. That goes all the way back. Yeah. yeah. Iron Man and Iron Monger. Hulk and Abomination. <sighs> Even making ones up, I mean, Yellow Jacket versus Ant-Man, right? <laughs> it's, I mean, whatever. So it's, it, a it's a little bit it's of a trope. a trope at this point. Yeah. It worked out because of, especially the, the setting, it all worked out as far as, like, I accepted it more, I guess, than I have some of the yeah. others. I remember watching a movie once where, I don't know if they were superheroes or not, but, like, it was two people fighting two other people, and they, like, switched opponents, like, halfway through the fight. Mm. And I kind of wish that would have happened here. Right. Like have Vision fight Agatha. Yeah. Yeah. And vice versa. That would have been pretty cool. I mean, because like, couldn't he just phase his hand into her skull and rip her brain out? Right. I I suppose so. I have no idea. (laughs) I have no idea. That that leads me into my next point I wanted to talk about. (laughs) Very, very good. Vision and the Scarlet Witch are super powerful. Like, super, super powerful. At this point, at least on Earth, post-Endgame, they're probably the most powerful superheroes. I'm trying to go through the list in my head. Thor left, and yeah, I don't know what's going on with Hulk. So they're, especially in this, like, they're ridiculously overpowered. I mean, she takes a whole town hostage on accident, but then rolls with it. Mind controls thousands of people, right? Yeah, I mean, she literally has reality-altering... Abilities. abilities right yeah which is weird because she didn't touch the reality stone but whatever <laughs> i like that they asked the question about whether or not she had powers to begin with and the mind stone just brought it out or like there's a little bit of mystery there at least where it can yeah. be interpreted later vision can shoot lasers she has super speed super strength he can phase through things he can fly it's ridiculous yeah. like he's just he's got more powers than superman maybe not i take that back I'm I'm thinking about it. Well, it doesn't have well, cold breath, but Superman can't phase through things. So Vision, if I remember correctly, is supposed to be like the analog to the Martian Manhunter. Right. But DC. Martian Manhunter was invented as a fill in for Superman in the Justice League. Yeah. But what I was saying, like so, they, they both have a similar look. They're both green. They both fly around. They both phase through stuff, but they're not Superman. <laughs> So, right. I mean, right. That's yeah. true. That's true. They look almost exactly the same. They have capes. <laughs> You're right. Uh, <laughs> he's just super, super powerful. And in the end of this show, they're both kind of sidelined, right? So Vision is back or not back. We're not sure. So this the White Vision, the original body. The Vision. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. The I think vision. he. I think he's called the Vision. In the credits, yeah. And then when I was looking up stuff on the uh, old Wikipedia, it called him Spectral Vision. So I don't know. I don't know what that means. I don't I don't know if I care. <laughs> the Vision has the original body, and now he has the memories, but is does he have any sort of emotional attachment to those memories? So he's out there somewhere. Who knows? Scarlet Witch has secluded herself from everyone else. So we don't... And she's trying to, I don't know, I guess learn more magic good for her for at least being able to control it if not become more powerful yay so neither of them are in a position to just kind of show up you know intervene they're not contact contactable no one can reach out to them so they've kind of sidelined those those kind of big powerful superheroes leading into what else are we getting this year for marvel we're getting the hawkeye show well well yeah yeah i mean it comes out next sat next friday i think Hawkeye? No, 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 no. You're that's you're mistaken. That is going to be the Falcon and the Winter Soldier coming out. Yeah, yeah. Hawkeye. Uh, Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. So this week we should get a making of for 
WandaVision. Yeah, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier's first episode. It's supposed to be March 15th? I believe it. I believe that's March right. 19th, I'm 19th. sorry. We're, yeah, so we're getting that. We're getting... The Black Widow movie. The Black Widow movie. Yep. The Loki show. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Shang-Chi Shang, Shang Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. The Eternals. Oh, yeah. The new Spider-Man movie. Leading into next year, we'll get new Thor and new Doctor Strange, which is supposed to have wanda in it so i i'd be surprised if she shows up except for maybe in a post-credit scene before dr strange's new movie i mean they're also staying away from the avengers for the most part like yeah. i think in the mcu i think the avengers don't exist anymore i mean w maybe. slash r slash t you know as an organization i think they'd yeah i don't know we'll see i think that whether or not they exist now or exist later that that's probably a plot point in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We weren't, I don't think we were yeah. planning on this <laughs> podcast to be uh, <laughs> about future MCU. Just, just pointing out some of this, yeah. what I think some of the characters. It does wrap a little bow on their story, which I'm totally cool with. Yeah, I, me too. Totally cool with yeah. it. But leaves it enough open to where yeah. if something needs, if, if a thread needs to be pulled, it can be pulled. So I was also reading a couple of interesting articles about how a lot of people are upset that there wasn't enough action hmm, in this particular series. And I actually really enjoyed the lack of action. Love a good action movie. I'll be, I mean, if anyone's, uh, yeah. I spent like 20 minutes talking about Wesley Snipes on two different podcasts. So trust yeah. me, uh, I'm bound. I remember it. editing it down. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I really also, I like it. You, you don't have to have, like that, that's why I was I was kind of making fun of the final episode is it was just this basic Marvel fight and there's nothing wrong with a basic Marvel fight it's whatever but I like I really enjoyed the first episode I liked how it kind of built on a story and then the second episode kind of builds on a story and then I think it's the fourth one yeah and in the fourth one we really kind of or maybe it's the third one where they actually find out that sword and shield are there right. The fourth one is when we first jump out of the sitcom city and get introduced yeah. to everyone who's outside. But I recognize the sword logo or emblem or what have you before that. At the end of the first episode, they're they're looking at a TV. Yes. And we see someone we now know is Darcy closing a book. And as we zoom out from this TV a little bit, there's this old television set and then all this modern technology around it. So that like there's a whole lot of speculation or whatever. People are like, oh my God, is she being controlled? What's going on? And I, I really like the plot development. For the most part, I think all of the beats were were pretty good. I, I think maybe in the middle of it, probably around the fifth or the sixth episode, I was kind of waiting for it to get to its point, mm. if that makes sense. Sure. But I didn't, I didn't dislike any of the episodes. And those are kind of the highest rated ones too. Like episode five is 9.2. Yeah. That's when uh, we get, we get <laughs> Catherine Hahn in her yeah. Jazzercise outfit. Yeah, uh, and I, I just, I just love the fact that Jazzercise exists uh, in this universe or any other universe, and that's of course at the end we also get the, I guess, quote unquote, Quicksilver reveal at the very, very end. Yeah, so, so I think it might have been the Halloween one where I was really like, yeah, okay, it's taking a little while to get to where we need to go, but sure, but no, sure. I, I, I'm not disappointed by the lack of action. Like I said, I and you can have an action scene without people punching each other you could have confrontation yeah yeah every scene in which the the hexa it's not a hexagon right or is it yeah that's why they call it the hex yeah i guess so yeah well because it's well it's not a hexagon it's a hexagon shape it's a shape that has hexagons for all of its shapes or all of its tiles it's like the pentagon that has five sides the hexagon has six sides there's a one point when it's expanded you can see the angles yeah 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 but like i don't know I don't know what a 3D hexagon is called. I maybe we should. Oh, sure, but, but anyways, it's, it's still yeah. Okay. Every scene in which that moves, you know what I mean? Like I thought it was rad. Like every time yeah. it expands out or contracts, I thought it was really cool. Hexagonal prism. Yeah, there way. we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there's always like like a docahedron or something like that. I just wasn't sure what it was called. But yeah, yeah. All right. Was there any got? particular scene that was like your your favorite cream of the crop? Some moment. That you you really 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 enjoyed <laughs> definitely when Vision is sitting in front of the ice cream truck or the food truck or whatever and he's being interviewed uh, <laughs> like sitting in the director's chair and he's like what am I doing I should just go talk to her and then just flies, flies up. off it's <laughs> <laughs> like yeah yes <laughs> oh man oh man uh, my favorite scene that was a great moment absolutely but my favorite scene has got to be 
vision versus vision stopping their fight to have a philosophical debate oh yeah the ship of theseus it was the most (laughs) star trek thing that could they could have possibly done is it reminded me so much of data like stopping in the middle of something going wait a minute i need further explanation or whatever and then having a conversation about things right in the middle (laughs) like they're just trying to murder each other for eight minutes and then okay and then he flies off I think that might be why I enjoyed, why I didn't hold the similarly powered, or in this case, exact same powered, almost same person fight is because it didn't end with one of them punching the other one harder. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I see that. So it's, uh, it's interesting. I, I really, like, I really loved that moment. And that's also an interesting philosophical debate in general. Oh, the ship of Theseus? Yeah. Have you ever read or heard of that before? Oh uh, yeah. I knew about it a long time ago. I think because of... Star Trek, actually. Oh, really? I think they might have. I think they mentioned the ship of Theseus on an episode of Trek. I don't remember which one. Agatha's house is the house from Bewitched. Mmm, it's red. Yep, yep, yep. That's pretty cool. How'd you like the outfit? She got her Scarlet Witch costume. Good, bad. It's pretty good. I appreciate that it didn't go crazy like one way or the other, like the crazy pink. Like spandex, like I'm glad we didn't have that. Right. I thought the Halloween episode was all we were gonna get of their of their costumes. <laughs> yeah. No, the I've always enjoyed the the MCU's modern interpretation of the superhero outfit. Like I always thought that Captain America's fits were always really neat. Mm-hmm. You can see an ad for milk with the name Bova, referring to Wanda's midwife, Bova Airshare, who is a human cow hybrid. What? Yeah. Didn't you know that? Like, did, did, you remember the, the no. X-Men animated comics? No. Oh, yeah. Hold on. I'll switch you that. This this whole podcast is derailed horribly. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. That's actually a pretty good Easter egg. Anyways, did you have an idiot of the show? <sighs> I I have a controversial pick. Okay. Okay. I'm eager to hear it. I'm ready. I'm getting my Legion of Keyboard Warriors <laughs> primed. Let me notify everyone. I, in fact... I think have the first ever three-way tie in the history of our podcast. In the history of your opinions, yes. <laughs> no, 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 no. I just meant like it, for idiot of the whatever. Yeah, yeah idiot yeah. of X. Yeah, yeah. So my first idiot is sword director Josh Hayward. Uh, Hayward. Yes, I could or, agree. I'm sorry, here. Josh Stamberg. He's director Tyler Hayward. Sorry. My second idiot mm. is. <laughs> is jimmy woo oh and my third idiot is wanda maximoff okay explain yourself so from the beginning the reason why the reason why tyler hayward is an idiot because he directly antagonizes on more than one occasion someone who has the ability to manipulate reality so magic as it exists it's not real but magic it has always existed in fiction is the ability to manipulate reality you can create fire from nothing or you create it from some kind of implement whether that be well like final fantasy in the old days when you wanted to cast a spell you needed like you needed an item a phoenix feather to create a resurrection spell right because you're a phoenix is a bird that Mm, you know dies and then rises again yeah sure right okay so he antagonizes someone who can do all the things that she can do seemingly without remorse now, yeah. it could be said and argued that he's acting the way he's acting is because after the snap, for five years, half of Earth's population was gone. So everyone else had to ha- kind of had to, you know, pick up the slack or whatever. Whether he's wrong or he's right in some other people's opinions, the super, like, the Avengers are directly responsible for the snap. Now, uh, was Thanos ever going to find, was Thanos going to find the Infinity Stones before the Avengers got involved? I mean, that was his goal all along, right? Right. But none of that stuff ever affected Earth until the Avengers showed up. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Now, that's, causation does not equal correlation. So. Okay. I'm going to uh, let you believe but, that. All right. But, no, no, that's what, no, like, that's how he, that's how he feels. Yeah. That's why he's acting the way he's acting. That's how, like, he even tells oh, yeah, Monica sure. when she returns that while you guys were gone, the rest of us had to deal with, you know, all this stuff. So, like, that, that's that's the way he's acting the way he's acting. And that's an idiot thing to do. Jimmy Woo earns part of it because he never really calls the FBI. Like, this dude, Director Tyler Hayward, excuse me, Director Tyler Hayward, um, has been acting irrationally almost from the moment that he's arrived. And... <laughs> 
yeah, they were they were escorted off the premises, but in, instead of immediately calling the authorities, mm-hmm. like decides to go off like on a half-baked harebrained scheme to try to get back into this hex, right? So that's problematic. I think I suppose he does call them eventually, but they don't have jurisdiction over this issue either, right? And I imagine I mean, he's reporting to somebody what's going on. What he can report, right? I'm just saying, like, I feel like they took a long time to alert the proper authorities that, like, malfeasance was happening, but... <laughs> I, I, you're saying the sword isn't the proper authorities? I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, uh... All right. And for my third and final winner, I mean, I, I, most of these are in jest. It's definitely Tyler Hayward. He's definitely the idiot of the show. <laughs> I'm gonna um, agree with you there, yes. But but, but Jimmy and, and, and Wanda certainly have some idiot moments. What did she think was going to happen? She, at the at the end... The very, very end, not the end credit scene or whatever, but like when Monica's like, they'll never know what you sacrificed for them. Lady, you were holding them hostage. Yeah. <laughs> well, the only thing that you sacrificed was like your ability to hold people hostage. Like I had a real problem with that scene. I had a I real think, problem with that exchange. Yeah, I've given it a lot of thought. Uh, <laughs> and I think what she means to say is like, you know, they might forgive you if they understood. Because Scarlet Witch replies with, you know, they'll never, it didn't matter if they understood or not, because they would never forgive me for it. And I'm thinking, yeah, they, I wouldn't. Screw you, lady. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. You're, yeah. I'm sorry your boyfriend died. Oh, <laughs> Thanks stinks. for torturing me for for months. <laughs> I, I don't even think it was that long. It was like a week or two. I don't know. Because when Ginny calls, when Monica first arrives, he says, I've been working on this missing persons case. I don't remember how long he says it's for. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, there's a, a certain amount of time has to take place between local authorities contacting the F before the FBI gets involved. In oh, this so case. when Monica gets back to S.W.O.R.D. headquarters, he says, uh, Director Hayward says, it's been three weeks and you're the first person to report back in. So Endgame happened three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So it couldn't have been months. Like, even if this happened That's fair. The, a day or two late, because she's got to track things down. She's got to drive to where she's driving. Scarlet okay, Witch, right? So at most, it's I feel like at most, it's two weeks before they get there. And then it all kind of unravels pretty quickly. So this whole thing takes place in less than okay. a month, I think. That's that, my okay. insight. I accept your position. But no, definitely. Like, I, I feel like Monica had a lot of nerve even mentioning that out loud. Like, I, that's... That's just so like it's another one of those things where like the collateral damage when it comes to any sort of superhero or super powered person, like whatever their trials and tribulations are, like everyone else suffers for it almost always. Like I think there's an entire like comic book devoted strictly to the like having to clean up after their messes like the Avengers. Like, I mean, that's how the vulture from the second or from the first Spider-Man movie, you know, that was his job, right? He the first cl- Spider-Man movie. Yeah. With, uh, how dare you Tom Holland? Yeah, no, I know. What yeah. you meant. I know what you meant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I, I loved uh, the Sam Raimi ones, but what I meant was there's always collateral damage. And I had, a, I had a real problem with that. I really did. Like, I don't care that she sacrificed her fictional family uh, <laughs> to stop Agatha from doing whatever. She never should have done it in the first place. Like, that's that. That's my thing. Yeah. Like, or if it seemed like it was an accident at first, but as soon... It, so, uh, how do I put this? So, I kind of understand. It's an accident. And then she's in denial about the whole bit. That Really, the first three episodes, she's in denial about everything. And then by the time she starts to realize that this is probably not good is when she's got a family and kids. And so she's a lot more emotionally invested when she's starting to come around to the realization. And so then at that point, it does probably take her too long to go from that point to I'm going to free everybody. I don't know. It's hard because there's just a ton of mental distress happening. I mean, she actively removes the one person who seems to have like who seems to know right Right. because monica confronts her right and monica it's not like monica knew what was going on until like i think that mentioning her brother triggered monica's memories yeah 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 but but instead of saying but instead of like right that's what i'm saying she's in denial about it yeah 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 Yeah. so she could have stopped it at any point and so she she doesn't deserve my she doesn't deserve my pity she doesn't deserve any sadness the scarlet witch is a bad person you heard it here She's she is person. definitely a villain in this story. Yeah. A sympathizable villain, but definitely a villain. So I'm eager to see what they do with the character in Doctor Strange. Like maybe he tracks her down. I, I don't know. Like, is is she a villain again? 
I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe it'll be a redemption arc for her. Who knows? Is Tyler Haywood also your idiot of the, the Yeah, show? obviously. Okay. It's, yeah. God. Clearly. Clearly. <laughs> There's no other option. When you said three, I was like, how are you even getting to three? And no, then you not named a three-way Jimmy Wu, who is blameless. <laughs> not a he's three-way the tie. second but... best character in the Marvel Calm Cinematic down. Universe. Calm down. Don't you dare sully Howard the Duck. How do you know that Howard the Duck wasn't my first? Because <laughs> I do. I just Oh, well, know. who do you think is the best character in uh, the Marvel Cinematic ba- Universe? It's obviously Baby Groot. <laughs> I'm, Clearly, that's what I'm the fans with want. <laughs> no, it's Michael Pena's character. Lewis? <laughs> in Ant-Man. Come on now. Maybe not a three-way tie. Maybe just a one. That, that Those are by far my first... In order, first first place vote is Tyler Hayward. Second place vote is Wanda Maximoff. Third place vote is Jimmy Woo. Jimmy Woo. Not um, even going to go with Monica for like going back into the hex, not knowing what's going to happen. I mean, she's trying to like, I can excuse a lot of a Monica's stupidity because I feel like she's the only person in the show who seems to be trying to do the right thing. For all sides. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I like, get that. She wants Wanda to stop, right? But she knows that the way to stop her isn't to try to kill her or injure her or forcibly like prevent the hex from being the hex, right? She knows that she's a person who's had whatever trauma that she's had. Like she confronts her on multiple occasions. Like she, I'm not going to fight you. Like she says it a bunch of times. Like, I don't want to fight. I just want to talk. And so uh, I wouldn't even call it being stupid, foolhardy. Foolhardy, but not an idiot. Maybe a bit naive, but she's also been through an ideal as well. An ideal? An ordeal. She's been through an ordeal as well. (laughs) Oh, man. We've been recording for too long. Uh, Did you have any other, anything else you wanted to talk about as far as WandaVision's concerned? I think the implications on the MCU are going to be probably more interesting later. I don't necessarily feel they're going to touch on it anytime soon. I mean, maybe they'll mention it because like... I know the new Spider-Man movie is going to have Doctor Strange in it. Oh, is it? I don't know when that's coming out. Is Doctor Strange kind of replacing Iron Man and showing up in everything? Well, because it involves the multiverse, right? Does it? Yeah. The new Spider-Man is supposed to have all the Spider-Mans. Yeah, I see those rumors, but I don't trust it. (laughs) I don't trust it at all. I mean, I'm going to... Yeah, I mean, I'm going to watch the movie regardless. Irregardlessly. (laughs) Irregardless of... Triggered. Of any... Spoilers or not spoilers, but because I guess we're also introducing Monica as a new character because she in the in the Marvel comics she is a character that has been known as Photon, Pulsar, and now Spectrum. I thought she was Captain Marvel. I think she's also Captain Marvel at some point. Yeah, no, the character joined and eventually became leaders of the Avengers of the time. She was also a member of Next Wave and the the latest Ultimates team. She has been known as Photon, Pulsar, and beginning in 2013, Spectral. Nice. I So I wrote down something to look up, and I just now looked it up, but the commercial in episode, do, 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 episode two, where they're talking about this, the watch, it's a Strucker watch. That's the brand. And Strucker mm-hmm. was the Hydra agent that was in charge of her transformation, her and her brothers gaining superpowers. Hmm. Wolfgang von Strucker. That's pretty neat. He was one of the leaders of Hydra. He got killed by Ultron in Age of Ultron. Anyways, yeah. So that was, I was just looking at my list of notes to make sure there wasn't anything I missed. Yeah. But so Monica Rambeau's abilities are energy absorption, generation, and manipulation. She has the ability to travel up to the speed of light in an energy form, which she's able to convert her body into any form of energy within the electromagnetic spectrum and travel in that energy form through the space, the vacuum of space. And she has intangibility. While she's in her energy form. Oh, of course. Her mother had the call sign Photon on the... Mm. uh, I wrote that down. I didn't know that was a reference to this until you were talking about it. When Monica goes back to S.W.O.R.D. headquarters, there's a plaque for her mother on the wall. And it says Photon. That's right, yeah. Cool. Wanda's license plate says Excelsior. Oh, does it? Gosh darn it. (laughs) All right. All right, man. I don't have anything else. Do you got anything? I don't think so. This was really good. This was a really good show for our first four. Like, I say our first, our first premium online television type show from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I thought they did a really, really good job. It's definitely worth the price of subscription, especially now because you can binge the whole thing. <laughs> no, I would agree as well. Maybe we can talk about this as a uh, 
not necessarily about WandaVision, but maybe we can discuss how premier or premium TV is starting to become more the norm than ever before. It so is, yeah. I, th- I think with Mando, with the first season of The Mandalorian, I think a lot of people figured out that if you want to tell a story, but you probably can't cobble together enough bits and pieces or the money for a movie, why not make an eight or nine episode highly produced show or a series? And I want to take a step back and talk about Game of Thrones for a second, because those episodes were always long. Like, regardless of how you f- how anyone feels about Game of Thrones, it was premier television. Those episodes were always like 45 minute plus. And I think some of them even reached an hour, hour and a half mark at some point. And so those were like miniature movies that just had a big budget, right? Whereas I, I think that yeah. kind of the the pivot back to the 20 minute time slot, because like which I talked about the X-Men animated series earlier. All of those were like 25 minutes. I mean, there's a difference between an animated show in a big budget TV show. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, essentially what we had, right? You probably could, if you repackaged this as a comic book, this would be a nine episode run or a nine issue run. It, could be, it would be called WandaVision. I think it's a really good job of transmitting or translating the source material to its media. There, I announced more shows, like not just in the MCU, but in Star Wars. Yep. You know, apparently yeah. we're, getting, we're getting Obi-Wan show. We're getting like the... The Boba Fett show. Whatever yeah, yeah, that's yeah. called. So yeah. I think that's the move. I think that's the way of the future. I, and I think that's filtered down because we're also getting more Star Trek. We're just getting more science fiction as the years go. I mean, I, I send you links to things that um we can watch with the pod. And I think every single week, probably like I've, I've sent you four or five different things. Just because there's so much, there's so much that's going to be available for 2021 and hopefully 2022 and you know forward. So Are we still going to be I'm doing really this interested. podcast in 2022? Look, man, if if it makes money, <laughs> <laughs> it's costing money. I'll do it. I'll do about... it as long as possible. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair so, enough. No, but no, but what do you think? What do you think? No, I agree. I agree. I, I've enjoyed this format. I mean, I with how often I've said, oh, this this movie should have been a miniseries. This movie should have been a two-parter on Netflix or, or whatever direct-to-stream format. I you know, obviously agree with you. I still think that, I, I mean, I still think that big movies, like going to the theater, once I can go back to the theater, it's going to be so much fun. Yeah. I miss the theater. Like, I wouldn't want this instead of something else, if that makes sense. Like, I wouldn't want the next Spider-Man movie to get canceled and then be like, right. we're going to release it as 30-minute episodes over the next how many ever weeks. No. Well, I think I would. There's a difference. I was trying to say is like if if you've got an idea and you can't make a movie for reasons X, Y, and Z. I don't know whose idea it was to come up with WandaVision. I don't. I know that John Favreau wanted to make a Star Wars movie, and then for whatever reason he couldn't make a Star Wars movie, and he was like, "All right, well, let me make a television show instead." And they said, "Fine, whatever." Do the Scarlet Witch and the Vision need their own movie? Probably not. No, I don't think so. That's what I'm saying. Like, I I feel like there's room in the genre for this kind of thing. And I think that's the future. I think more and more shows or more and more intellectual properties are going to have both movies because regardless of how many downloads or how many streams you're going to get, there's nothing better, quote unquote, than seeing that movie hit the billion dollar mark, right? Like in-game, lots of money, right? Yeah. How many people watched WandaVision? I don't know what the comparison is, but I guess the, the differences between that big blockbuster box office you're right. There's always going to be a place for it. Those aren't going to go away. I just meant that I think we're going to see more and more things like uh, like WandaVision. Like we're going to see oh, intellectual yeah. properties, minor characters. I mean, we were seeing it before. I, I think you might be implying, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you seem to be implying that WandaVision is the MCU's kind of first foray into premium online episodic well, I, media. I meant like, I meant like live action well, that, no, even live action. I mean, you the Netflix, before Disney Plus existed, we had yeah. several shows on Netflix that were, what, nine, ten episodes apiece? We had Iron Fist. We had Luke Cage. Yeah. Was, uh, Daredevil. Um, the, you know, and Defenders. And what, I'm missing one but, or but, two but they there, weren't. But, but they weren't produced to the same level. Well, there's different production companies. Sure. Yeah. There's less money thrown at them because it's a deal with whomever and yada, yada, yada. But I'm just saying, like, if those shows hadn't done well, 
and proven that sure this format works and will make you money disney wouldn't have greenlit all of these shows that we're about to get sure yeah you no know? i'm just so, i mean I, th- I think the big budget television shows is the wave of the future that's what i'm trying to say yeah and those those shows were a little bit more traditional they're shorter but they were still your 45 to an hour long episodes all around the same length yada 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 so this is different i mean we, we talk about being big budget there's not that many sets it's nine episodes, 20 minutes a piece. Literally 180. 180 so about minutes, three yeah. hours worth of content. So a long movie, right? Maybe with things that got cut, maybe, they, you know, obviously they reshoot or film a scene multiple different ways or whatever. So it's a little bit more than a movie, but it's not like we're talking, we, we just, like Star Trek Discoveries, 15 episodes that are 45 to an hour. Or I just mentioned Daredevil, which is 10 episodes that are, all at least twice as long as this, right? So we talk about budget. It could easily have the same budget. They're just producing less actual screen time, if that makes yeah. sense. Uh, I don't know. I agree with everything you're saying. and We're having a little conversation about it. I, I do sometimes miss the 24-episode season of television. I get that a lot of it, looking back at it and rewatching certain things, I'm like, oh, this is filler. This is filler. <laughs> That's filler. But at the same time, you get to spend more time with those characters, right? Even yeah. in the filler episodes, they found a way to expand on some small piece of this character and really explore things, if that makes sense. Yeah. I feel like there's still a happy medium between nine 20-minute episodes and 25-ish, 45-minute long episodes. And I'm eager to see things kind of settle in between. I've enjoyed the last few seasons of Star Trek Discovery that have had like the 13 or 14 episodes. And every episode is is good and pushes the plot forward, but I still wouldn't mind 20. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's me asking yep. for more. I understand. I don't know how the budgeting <laughs> goes in for television, especially on stream. Like, I don't know how they figure out yeah. the contribution to everything. It doesn't make sense to me. So It's interesting. It is interesting. I anticipate the future, as one should. Yeah, so. as one should. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't have anything else really to say. All so. right. Awesome. Well, if y'all have any other suggestions for other things we should watch, please email them to us at sci-fiwiseguys at gmail.com. We watch science fiction, science fiction adjacent movies, television shows. Uh, Typically, we only watch the pilot episode and review that. Uh, These last few episodes for uh, WandaVision and Pacific Rim, we've done entire seasons. Uh, Let us know how you like that format versus just the pilot. If you want to reach out to us on social media, we are at sci-fi wise guys on twitter and instagram there's also the sci-fi wise guys podcast facebook group if you you know are over the age of 50 no (laughs) no harm there no harm (laughs) if you liked what you heard we'd really appreciate if you give us that thumbs up that five-star review on itunes the follow the little heart button whatever it is on your podcasting platform of choice to get notified when new episodes come out and show your support it goes a long long way of course, the best way of supporting the podcast is to share us with your friends and uh, maybe just share us with a few of your enemies because everyone deserves <laughs> to listen to us. Yes. But if you feel like you need to go above and beyond, we definitely appreciate it if you head on over to www.patreon.com forward slash sci-fi wise guys. If you do decide to become a patron, uh, you get access to episodes early, behind the scenes content and access to exclusive patron uh, polls, questions and comments. Yeah. 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 But uh, I just want to say thanks again for listening. Stay healthy, stay hydrated, and know that you are loved by the hosts and the community of this. Oh my God, I'm in a gigantic hex. Uh... Oh man, your bits are getting worse. <laughs> we love you guys. Y'all have, y'all have a good one. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>
all right, man, stop. You got to stop. Stop what? I don't, whatever that is, whatever. I'm in a giant (laughs) X. Jesus Christ. Like, man, this is all I have a little fun. Yeah, yeah. I thought I didn't think we were having fun. I thought we were. I thought this was serious business. 